Hello and welcome to Into the Verse with Kylie Kane. My name is Kylie Kane, and this is a bit of a preamble. The upcoming episode you're about to hear is Final Fantasy X, and it won't become a full-fledged show. This is a one-off episode that I recorded to see if the game would work properly. I didn't want to get rid of the recording um, because, well, it's a good recording. It's just the game is buggy as hell heck. Enjoy the recording, and uh, we'll see you next time with whatever else we play. Hello and welcome to the new game on Into the Verse with Kylie Kane. Tonight we're starting a new game after that horrendous defeat in the Nuzlocke last night. Well, we're going to move to a brand new game. We're going to be playing Final Fantasy X. We're going to be playing with the original Sphere Grid, uh, it's asking us, and we're going to be playing with the arranged soundtracks here. It's what you're going to hear throughout the game tonight. Well, for the future. Uh, so here is the story. This is in Japanese, so I will be narrating in English. In front of us, we have a pile of weapons. A sword with blue liquid running through it. A staff, beautiful in gold. And a ball, blue and white. Around a fire sits what looks to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people sitting around a fire. People, including a beast-looking person. And one of the people stands up and walks away. A young-looking woman looks wistfully at the man as he walks away, as he places her his hand on her shoulder. She leans her head in close to him, takes his hand off of her, and he begins to walk up a rock to look at this beautiful, destroyed city in the background. There are beams and all sorts of, looks like force and life running through what used to be this city. I am assuming that's a life force of sorts. It's pretty impressive. The young man in this strange yellow and blue outfit stands on top of this rock face and looks out. He's got... Bright, bright, really bright yellow hair, blonde hair, and very piercing blue eyes. He's wearing a necklace with a uh, interesting symbol on it. I can't even describe it. And he stands there, and he's just we're just zoomed in on his face right now, and it's very, very pretty looking. We have what looks to be fireflies or whatever the variant is for this world flying in the background, and he says. Listen to my story. This may be our last chance. And then the title card appears. It says Final Fantasy X. Oh, you have no idea how excited I am about this. This is one of my favorite games of all time. And I'm very excited to be doing the audio only let's play for this game. And I'm excited to see the reaction to it in uh, the show notes, in the show comments over on Podchaser, where you can uh, comment on the casts. So we're on now a boat, it looks like, and there is a group of people standing around. Um, really neat look sounding music in the background. Uh, they're all standing here, and another man showed up and yelled at them for a second, and they all went running away. I'm not sure what's going on there. 
uh, the music dims. And I say dims, but deafens. And a man, a young boy who is like a hologram wearing a purple cloak, walks towards the camera. Now we have that young man we saw earlier standing on the boat. And uh, he waves to the crowd, and uh, the crowd waves back. They're cheering for him. It's it's kind of impressive. There's a lot of people. Music in the background is uh, pretty nice. Uh, we are now in control. Um, we can press the X button to walk. We can take a look at the beautiful city in the background with this strange-looking like water wave coming out of it, floating above the city from one area to the other. It's kind of impressive, but there is a lot of city you can see the reflection of the city in the water, and the boat has is is immaculately detailed. Uh, again, we have control, so we're going to walk towards the people, and there is a bunch of them. Can we walk past them? No, this area seems to stop us. So, um, we've got a bunch of people. Let's start talking to people. Uh, we talk to a blonde-haired man that says, "How are you feeling?" And we say, "As great as ever." And they say, "Yeah, we're cheering for you." All right, what about these kids? What about what do they say? Uh, they don't say anything. Okay, we talked to the you two young ladies standing to the left of us, and they ask us to sign an autograph to the Blitzball, and we can now confirm our name. And this boy's name is Titus. Titus? Probably Titus. Maybe Titus. I don't know. I don't know what the official... What is your official pronunciation of the name? Uh, but we're going to keep Titus. That's fine. So we kept Titus, and they said, good luck tonight. And Titus is like, nothing to worry about. We got this. And then he says, oh, if I score a goal, I'll I'll do this. And he does this symbol in the air, which is like two L's or like a goal symbol. And they swoon over it. And he asks what seat they're in, and they tell him, east block in the front row, fifth from the right. And he says, I got it. We got this. We're good. So the other kids, the kids we were trying to talk to earlier, also ask for an autograph. And, of course, he gives it to them. All, looks like all three of them is asking for an autograph right there. So he's got no problem giving out autographs. I love it. I love this guy. I'm already in love with this guy. He's, an, he's, he's a dweeb who seems to be a star of some sort. He's signing these balls. And um, they're talking to him. And he says, well, got to go. Cheer for me. And they say, one, two, three, teach us how to blitz. So I'm imagining the balls are blitz balls. And he says, we've got a game to play. And then he says, then they asked, can they teach him afterwards? And Titus goes, maybe tonight. Well, and then the strange boy in the background says, you can't tonight. And he says, well, maybe tomorrow. And they ask promise. And then they do the blitz ball sign, which is like this little pose with a bow. So he said tomorrow. I'm not sure what that young kid is doing, but really odd. So we've went to another cutscene, uh, showing the city off in, in really beautiful lights, and there's a lot of buildings, and it's it's pretty massive. And there's a long stretch of road in front of us. Uh, Titus is walking down the street by himself, and he looks up at the sign. He's like he's kind of mad. I don't understand why yet. We don't quite get it. But he looks very angry at this sign. Like he's not happy about it, right? And he says... Oh, he doesn't say anything. Oh, he, he it looks like he flipped it the bird. 
So the narrator is saying, I was in a coffee shop once when I heard the news. Our hero Jack, gone, vanished into thin air. My dad must have been his biggest fan. I knew how sad he'd be. Heck, we were all that day. Zenar, I said to myself, what are you thinking? I went running straight home. We sat up talking about Jekt all night. That's that's pretty cool. I love the Japanese voice acting. They're pretty good. It says, my dad and I never talked so much. Whoa, didn't mean to reminisce, folks. Anyway, ten years later, the Jekt Memorial Cup to Tournament is today. <laughs> I love how he's talking. I'm staying on this screen so we can finish this out. And he says, The two teams that have won through the finals are, of course, the Abes from A East and the Duggles from C South. I know there's a lot of people out there today who want to see the star of the Abes. In just one year, he's become the team's number one player. He's Jack's blood and the new hope of Blitzball. What kind of super play will he show us today? The kids just ran past us pretty quickly. It's kind of entertaining. Looks like all the people we were talking to have run past us. Nay says, will we see his father's legendary shot? I don't think I'm the only one excited here, folks. All right, so we can continue forward. It's a good chance this entire episode will be in this area, by the way. Which we don't even know the name of the area. But, okay. Oh my goodness, there are like a hundred people surrounding Titus and Titus is like let me through let me through let me through he's like I'm gonna be late let me through oh my goodness let go of me and now we entered the Blitzball gates uh, what I'm assuming is the Blitzball arena and Titus gives them a sign and walks further in and are we in the cutscene we are in the awesome cutscene so the cutscene opens with us sitting in a pool of water just relaxing we got water droplets all over our face we're sitting back it's beautiful you can hear his heartbeat and the music begins it's a beautiful beautiful music track and the blitzball stage begins to form it is a giant water orb in the middle of an arena and there are thousands of cheering fans rushing in and sitting in the seats there are so many people here it is intense so titus gives a sign to all of the other all of the people, and then he stands there as the Blitzball Arena forms. It's like this big boom in front of him, and it's giant water orb. And it raises up, and it looks like the teams are entering in, and we fade back to another shot of what looks to be an elderly man or an older man with an arm in a red coat, and he's holding a bottle of some sort in his other hand, and he's standing on this little rooftop precipice, and he puts his hand out towards this growing wave. It looks like it's got a, a kaiju sitting standing maybe living inside of it and the kaiju uh is is coming out so the game's starting the game the blitzball game is starting and you see tackles and all sorts of of, of uh, amazing stuff going on you see a tackle and the ball being passed and there's a lot of there's crowd shots it's intense one of the uh one of the players gets knocked out of the water area um now it flipped back to Oren. Oren is walking down the street and people are running, and Oren is just, like, walking as the buildings begin to deteriorate in the background, as this creature begins hovering over it, and the buildings are deteriorating, floating towards the person. We flip back to the Blitzball Arena, and the uh, Abes have looked like they've scored a goal. Abes are the yellow team. 
uh, the one Titus is on. And it looks like they scored a goal, and now they're battling. And Titus sets himself up for the, what I'm assuming to be the legendary Jekt shot. He's about to make it, and he sees the creature. And the creature fires four shots out. And Titus's eyes see the shots as they pierce through buildings and break the buildings up. Explosions everywhere. And now the Blitzball Arena has broken, and the buildings are beginning to float towards the giant creature in the sky. Titus catches on to himself, catches on to a piece of the arena as the arena is literally falling apart around him. The arena is beginning to blow up, and he is holding on for dear life. And then he falls, and you hear him scream as this giant orb bums crash into the ground. What an intense cutscene, y'all. And I hope I described that well enough where you guys could see it. So we open up back up on the scene. In the rubble, Titus stands. He survived his fall. He looked like he's holding his head. Uh, definitely probably hurt a little bit. But he's uh, none the worse for the wear. It's is, uh, actually pretty intense. So we begin walking down the entrance of the Blitzball Arena. And there's some people sitting on the ground. And Aaron is the name of the man in red who is standing there. And Titus is like, what are you doing here? And Oren says, I was waiting for you. And Titus is like, what are you talking about? What are you waiting on me for? Meanwhile, people are escaping out of the arena, avoiding the rubble on the ground. And it looks like Aaron has left the, the area. So we followed Oren. And uh, it is cut to a scene of people running down the street. Looks like they're trying to escape. Whatever destruction this is causing, or this has caused, and time has stopped. The boy in purple stands there. He's got a symbol of Bahamut on his back. Everyone is frozen except for Titus and the kid. And the kid says, it begins. He says, don't cry. And Titus questions, questioning looks at the boy and now the boy is gone and time has restarted. The boy is, the, the Titus is very confused. I'm trying to use their names properly. Titus is incredibly confused. He's unsure what's going on. He says, what the? And then he says, what is he looking for? I'm guessing he's looking for Arn. Yeah, he sees Arn. And Arn is standing there in the middle of the street. And oh my goodness, this is, this is, this is, this is too much. It's too much, y'all. Too much. Uh, we've had a loading screen, so. Yay? for loading screens. <laughs> I never knew loading screens could be so long. So Tita says, hey, not this way. Oren goes, look. And then Titus looks into the sky and all he sees is, what is he seeing? He's seeing um, what looks to be a crash. It was uh, just a green screen. <laughs> My game just freaked out. Uh, I imagine the textures didn't work there. So it looks like it, it was supposed to be that cutscene. Uh, Sin released something. I'm not sure what, but the cutscene didn't play correctly. So I don't know what was there. Uh, the next cutscene is playing correctly. And the, um, the creature, I called it Sin. I have played the game before, so I know what it is. But the creature has sent out these little flying creatures that are... Now, beetle-like creatures, and Titus is punching at them left and right. Can't figure out what to do. He's freaking out. And he now falls on his tail. So, Oren hands Titus a sword, a red blade with a silver end. It's like a fish hook. 
And Titus looks like he's having trouble holding it. And Oren says, it's a gift from Jekt. My old, and, and, and Titus goes, my old man? What? All right. So uh, Oren says, I hope you know how to use it. And now Titus begins to hold the sword correctly like an actual blade. We have our first combat. Oren says, these ones don't matter. We cut through. So now we are in fight mode and we uh, have this little timer in front of us. Shows the order of attacks and whatnot. And we have two two abilities, item, which we only have potions and phoenix downs, and attack. So, of course, we're going to attack. We did 129 damage to the first one. And we're going to attack the next set here. Bam! Orin does an overkill on the second creature. And Titus does a 156 on the next. More of these creatures have popped out uh, and now are clinging to the ground. And it looks like we're probably going to still be cutting through. It says, don't bother going after all of them. Cut the ones that matter, then run. Okay. Uh, Orin got attacked. And we're just going to attack the... They're called Sin Scale. Going to attack the one that we just got attacked by. And we're going to attack one of the Sin, Sin Spawn, I guess they're called. We killed the second Sin Spawn, and now it's our turn. And now we can run through. We've moved on to the next area. More Sin Spawn pods are hitting the place as we're walking towards the large orb in the sky, which I'm assuming is the Sin Orb. So we're running up the road. Uh, the road has begun to, I guess, collapse. And it looks like a giant stalk from the creature has landed and it's sending out the more of these creatures. So Oren runs up like he's a badass and Titus is just trying to follow and he's just like, I don't know what to do. Help me. I don't know what to do. We enter the battle scene, and Oren has uh, what looks to be his limit break bar is full. Uh, we get hit with a Demi, which is a, a gravity-type spell. It takes away a certain amount of health. Uh, or Titus goes, goes, get out of my town! And Oren goes, it's just some can't wait to die. Uh, so we have an overdrive gauge, and now we can do the overdrive. Bushido! Dragon Fang, which hits everything. And it's down, left, up, right, L1, R1, X, O. We got it in just in time. And that hit everything with some pretty massive damage. Now, Titus is going to attack the big stalk. We did 200 damage to the big stalk. It hits us with Demi again. Titus has a 300 HP, while Oren has 500 HP. And Titus now has the overdrive spiral cut. So we're going to do spiral cut against the thing. And we got to hit the button in the middle. We hit it perfect timing. No problems. Bam! I just kicked my desk. Apologies for that. We hit it for 600 damage. And I'm not sure how hurt it is, but it is definitely looking pretty hurt. Uh, it's missing a lot of its stalk now. And every time we kill it, stalks turn into these firefly-looking dudes. Uh, it hits us with another Demi. We're down to 200 health. No problems. Bada-bang, bada-bang. We hit it again. No issues. And we're going to pop it one more time. Bam! One more hit, and is how many more hits do we got? We don't. We shouldn't have a whole lot more, I don't think. It hits us with yet another Demi, and we're going to pop it one more time. Badam. Uh, we may be able to kill it this turn. We It's got on its last stalk, so it may take one, one more, two more hits, maybe. Uh, it hits us with another Demi. We're down to 124 health and 228 health, respectively. We hit it with another 129 health, and it looks like it is defeated. You hear that death sound in the background there? That is 
quite impressive. It's beautiful. I've got some high-res textures. I think that's what caused the uh, green screen earlier during the game. I'll see if I can fix that so it doesn't happen in the future. Um, and now we can move again. So we're following Orin. Orin's running uh, down the way. Um, and we have a save place. And it says, Traveler saves sphere level one. Stores a record of your travels. Also fully restores your party HP and MP. So uh, our HP is stored. And we are going to give it a save. We are 19 minutes in. I think we can go a little bit longer. I think we can. Then we'll finish this section. And then uh, we'll do another save when we get to the next save point. So uh, Titus looks at the the picture of his old man on the, the the Jet character up there, and he goes, "What are we going? What are we expecting? And uh, what are we doing here?" And Orin goes, "We are expected." And Titus is like, "What the hell, man? Give me a break!" I'm trying to keep up with this. The text does move pretty fast, so I'm having to speak fast to keep up with it because they are voice acting it. But this is, this is in Japanese, so I'm having to actually explain what's being said. But it does move fairly quickly. So, uh, we've got a whole lot of stuff in front of us, a whole lot of creatures in front of us. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and a something glowing to the right of us. Seven of these Sin-style creatures, these little beetle with wings, and one of the wings start to flicker. Um, now, Orin can attack, so we're actually going to attack the one with flickering wings, which should take it out. Yes, sir, it did. And it, one of the Sin spawn attacked my boy Orin. And uh, we're just going to attack that one. That's what we're going to do. We're, just, we're picking them off one by one. Wings start to flicker again. Do we have multiple wings starting to flicker? Just looks like one. Mm. Orin says, hm, this could be bad. Hat, knock it down. And he's speaking to the truck thing on the side. And he says, uh, Orin says, trust me, you'll see. Um, so we also have a skill called Power Break. That's not what I'm going to use. It's Orin's attack, so we're going to attack that thing. It hits it, and the actual item, the truck, moved, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we hit it again. It moved again. We're getting hit with Spines for 73 damage. We get hit for another for 28 damage, another 28 damage. That's three hits. Another 27 damage. Orin is taking a lot of hits. It looks like Titus is dodging them, and Orin is just taking them like a champ, so no problem, no, no foul, no hits. No hurts. No foul. Orin is again going to attack the truck. The truck has moved one more time. And then Titus is going to attack the same truck. The truck has, looks like, maybe one more hit left in it before it dies. Creatures have done spines, which is a damaging attack versus Titus. Titus got hit for 73 damage. He's at 442. Uh, Orin hits the truck again, and the truck is defeated for 500 damage. And it looks like the truck falls down and explodes in a massive explosion of fire and rage as the building becomes collapsing down towards Titus and Orin. And Titus goes running to the side. It collapsed through the bridge. It's now collapsed through the bridge. And Titus and Orin begin running across it super fast, like Sonic the Hedgehog. And Orin goes, go! And Titus kind of hesitates for a second and then runs. And now they're running across the fallen building. Titus trips. But he almost falls, and he leaps. He leaps into the air towards it. And he's got one hell of a leap. I'm not even kidding. It's intense. This is an intense leap. He grabbed the edge, and Orin's standing above him. You see the building collapsing in the background in a beautiful cutscene. Titus goes, Orin! Orin! So the piece of land that they're on has now started lifting towards the creature, which has a massive opening on its bottom side. It looks like a portal-style opening. 
Uh, pieces of buildings are flying towards it. Both Oren and Titus are now floating up towards it. And Oren goes, are you sure? Towards the creature like he's talking to it. And he looks at Titus. And Titus is like, what? what? And Oren goes, this is it. And T he picks up Titus by the collar. And he goes, this is your story. As they both fly into the creature's... I'm not even sure what to call it. It just looks like a giant portal or bunghole. But Oren says it all begins here as they all fly into the creature and the face of Titus. He's freaking out. He's not happy about this whatsoever, right? The world goes dark, or bright in this case because it's a widescreen, and it's all is quiet. And you hear, hey! Oi. Hey! We see a giant J in the sky. I'm guessing that's for Jacked. And we're looking at the city of what Z I assume is Xanarkand. Now we have one option. We can go down. That's all we can do. So let's just float down. And the city is like floating around us. We're actually in the middle of the Blitzball Tournament arena. And we float over to who is our dad. Yeah, he's standing there. And he fades out. Uh, he fades away. And a small Titus staying there, and he says, I thought about a lot of things that day, like where I was, what I'd got myself into. The girl world goes purple, and he says, I started to feel lightheaded, and then sleepy. He says, I think I had a dream, a dream of being alone. I wanted someone, anyone behind, beside me, so I didn't have to feel alone anymore. This is, this is good. This is good, y'all. It's a good opening. All right. So now we're zooming in on some ruins. Uh, these are a lot of ruinous objects. And laying on one piece of the ruined area is our boy, Titus. He wakes up from a slumber and he looks around. There's a crow of some sort standing there. It looks like a bird of prey. And Titus goes, anybody there? And he screams out for Oren, of course, as you heard. And he screams out, hey. He's trying to get somebody's attention. Nobody's there. The bird flies off, of course, scared by his screaming, as it would be. I think all birds would be scared by screaming. And the bird is flying towards this giant castle in the distance, right? So I, I am in the water. Um, and we can now s swim around. We can swim up, swim down. And um, we're now swimming around, and there's like a lot of ruined areas here. Uh, we're just looking for some sort of foothold that we can use. I'm not seeing anything over here. Maybe if we go, like there's a lot of ruins. It's a big map. Um, it's, it's seriously uh, just a lot of ruined areas, right? There's nothing to even look at here. It's just ruins upon ruins upon ruins. We found a small temple-like area with a pedestal and something on the wall. And the wall says something is written here. And it says, Ethra mit frana pompt unf mekrod emasera dra permakata hekder. Ferda makalana peret dra fionder bemian we sekard. Mughad on Mughad o Dra Mavd Pid u Dra Nekar. 
I'm not entirely sure what that says. I know that is um, in the language of the game and that we will be finding stuff throughout the game. We found a chest and we gained 200 gil. Yeah. So we flow, we, we climb back into the water and it looks like there's another place we can stand over in the east side. So let's walk up there and find out what's over here. All right. So we have... Looks like something on the ground and a chest to our east, which has two potions. Nice, two potions. And what looks like a sphere on the ground, it says, Introduction to Albed. Find the Albed primers to help you decipher the language. Sikendra Albed Mekyaka. Pak Uv Milga. And we can use previous save data to synthesize stuff. Uh, I don't actually have anything we can synthesize with because I don't have a, a completed uh, thing. Um... Uh, I don't have a completed Albed translation on any save here. Um, but that's all we got here, right? So we start walking forward. We walked up this little temple path area, and we can walk forward. That's the only direction we go. We walk, we're walk. we walking through these temple ruins, and it's kind of beautiful. It's hauntingly beautiful, right? And we found it looks like another save point, which, of course, heals us. We're going to make a second save. And I think that's where we're going to call it today. I want to say I'm very excited to be playing Final Fantasy X. It's one of my favorite games. I'm going to try my best to translate as much as possible from the Japanese. We are not going to be using the English translation. Uh, we are playing on Steam. I'm going to look to see if there's a fix for that green screen madness that happened earlier in the episode. I know you guys didn't see it, but I'm going to try to fix it. Uh, and otherwise, thank you for listening. Check out the end card. See you next time. Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by me, Kylie Kane. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash theversian. You can also find me on Patreon, where you can support the cast at patreon.com slash Kylie Kane. If you want to see me live, you can watch me at Twitch at twitch.com slash Kane, where I stream games like Minecraft, Final Fantasy XIV, Diablo 2, and other roguelikes. Thank you for listening.